good luck with the most beautiful game. Do us proud. Red alert! They're up and running again. So smooth, so sweet, splendid, succinct, just glorious execution. Guys, all I'm looking for is 60% effort or 1,000% of the time. How sharp was that? Sharp of mind and body. And that's why you see those beautiful tears. Look at his movements. The most dangerous man on the planet. Nobody picks him up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wondergoal, the soccer betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me for this, our Champions League preview, is BJ Cunningham. Uh, together, the two of us are going to uh, break down the upcoming round of 16 matches, the second legs. Um, Anthony will be back with us uh, in the middle of the week for our Premier League preview, but until then, it's just me and BJ. Um, but before we get to the four matches, two on Tuesday and two on Wednesday, a reminder that Wonder Goal is presented to you by Bet365, and Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than anybody else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. And I do want to mention one thing about Bet365, which I really appreciate, is that they put the, um, for the Champions League, for the second leg, they put the aggregate score mm. uh, next to the odds, which is great. Um, yeah. So a tip of the cap for that. And then, of course, this disclaimer, you must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or you must be 18 or older in Kentucky. If you have a gambling problem or know someone who does, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Okay, uh, BJ, let's get to it. Two matches on Tuesday. That's Bayern versus Lazio, Real Sociedad, and PSG. We'll start with Bayern uh, as a minus 400 favorite at home at the Allianz. Um, Lazio traveling as a plus 850 underdog, and a draw here pays at... Six to one. The score line going back to Germany is one nothing for Lazio. The last time we spoke about this this fixture, Anthony, um, I can't remember about you, but th- there was a bit of momentum to bet on Bayern, and the the credo was, you know, it may it might just be fun to bet on this team for once. And yeah. then what happened? Um, so we we laid it with Bayern. It didn't work out, and now you want to go the other way. I'm about to do something that I've never done on this podcast in the last, what, three years that we've been doing it. Um, I'm about to bet on Lazio. I've been fading these frauds for so long because they've generally been overvalued by the market. They've outperformed their expected goals. But I think Bayern's broken right now, quite frankly. Uh, They were not that great against Freiburg on Friday. They were not good in this return leg. And quite frankly, even when they won 2-1 against Leipzig, they weren't that great either. And what it comes down to is I really question, are they going to be able to break down a Lazio low block that they're they're just going to sit deep? What Lazio did in the first leg is they took the blueprint 
from what Leverkusen did to Bayern when they won three nothing, which is, you know, Leverkusen didn't really play their usual style. They sat back in a five three two and basically, you know, because Bayern has become very predictable with their build up. You know, essentially they said, all right, you can build out slowly, Bayern. You can, you know, get the ball slowly up the pitch, but you're not coming through the middle. And Bayern is too obsessed with playing through the middle. They don't have much imagination in terms of switching the play and trying to play the ball around the block that they just get kind of stuck. And yes, they'll put up great numbers against lower half the table Bundesliga teams who aren't as good in a low defensive block because they have Harry Kane, they have Musiala, they have Thomas Mueller, they have all these great players. But in the first leg against Lazio, Lazio had a passes per defensive action of 41. They did not even try and press Bayern. They just sat in a 4-4-2 and they just let Bayern pass the ball around the block over and over and over again. And they were perfectly fine taking a draw into uh, into the second leg, but they got a penalty and now they're up one nothing. So the game plan coming into this is going to be the same exact thing. And it's can Bayern actually break that down? I'm not so sure that they really can. If you read between the tweet tea leaves right now, and you know you can buy into this as much as you want to, but it sounds like uh, Tuchel's not very popular in the dressing room right now. Um, he's, we obviously know that he's going to be out at the end of the season. It has came out that if Bayern do not progress to the quarterfinals, that he will be sacked. So maybe some players want him out. I mean, it already says that Matthias Tell wanted to move if Tuchel was staying beyond the season, but now that he's not, he is staying. So, and you know, Lazio... As much as their offense sucks, they are a capable defensive team. They're only allowing 1.03 non-penalty XG in Italy. They just held AC Milan to one expected goal, playing with 10 men for most of the second half, and then in stoppage time got two red cards again and ended up going down to eight men. But they're definitely capable enough defensively for you know a Bayern team that has become very predictable. So, I mean, we've gone from you know, Bayern opening at around minus 300 to like minus 450 now at some books. And I'm not really sure that given the way they've been playing is it's really that warranted. So <laughs> I, I wrote, I wrote in the notes for this one, just like help, like, please. Cause I don't want to do this, but I'm taking Lazio plus one and a half at plus plus one ten. If you want to grab some of them to advance as well. I Bayern has become too predictable and quite frankly, I think they're broken, even though their underlying metrics are outstanding. And I know this will come back to bite me. And I know that, uh, it'll make me curse lot curse uh, Lazio forever, but given the way that first leg played out, I don't. Unless Bayern, you know, has some great individual magical performances, I don't see how they are going to easily progress and cover, you know, one and a half in in ninety minutes. Yep. Yeah, I'm happy you brought up the uh, the movement here. It, in situations like this, when the underdog, especially a decided underdog, uh, has that that one goal lead heading back to the second leg, and the second leg is at home of the favorite for the for the two legs um this line always gets bet up to an absurd number um and we're seeing that here people just don't think that uh Bayern Munich's gonna bow out and that's why we're seeing so much money coming in on the Bavarians minus 225 to advance for Bayern plus 180 for Lazio and Lazio's winning um so I think there's a couple sneaky ways to play this I don't if you truly think Bayern is toast like i don't think that the money line is a terrible I idea i, I, I thought about that as well yeah because it could it's a t- it could be just one of those situations what? where um they throw everything they can at lazio lazio just hangs on for dear life for the first 20 30 minutes and if they accomplish that byron gets frustrated there's one mistake and and lazio does what they've been doing to you and anthony for three years yeah um so i i actually don't think that the money line's a bad idea i could also see a lot of people who who are thinking like that? Thinking the draw isn't isn't terrible mm-hmm. either. 
Um, yeah, draw, it, draw six to one. And if you want to play, like if you want to just play Lazio, like plus a half. So essentially just if they're, you think they're going to play for the draw, but you also want the added protection in case they do win. That's about three to one right now, which is kind of low, quite frankly. But, you know, the, yeah. there are some, there definitely are some ways where you can uh, mm-hmm. get a decently big price here on Lazio. Yeah, I think I think it's Lazio uh, or a pass for uh, for me. I and then I think the other thing I would say is if you think Bayern is um, gonna win, I would just back the alts because yeah, yeah, just they, just go it, go minus two and a half, go minus right, yeah. exactly because it's they're not. It'd be very not, very odd if they just grind out. Yeah, a, don't you know, don't nil. parlay don't parlay Bayern minus two seventy five to advance with anything. Don't lay that right. number at all. Like yeah. if you're gonna do something, just Chase, like you said, chase a two and a half or, mm-hmm. or, you know, Bayern yeah, an exact score, like, you know, four nothing, or something. something. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's how I would do it. So, uh, that's Bayern and Lazio. The other match on Tuesday, these are both at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Sociedad is at home welcoming PSG, uh, to the Basque country. And unfortunately, uh, they're welcoming welcoming PSG with a uh, an O2 deficit. PSG up two nothing after the first leg. Um, we all were bullish on P- on on Sociedad to advance out of this uh, fixture. We thought they might be the the surprise team. Uh, we we talked about their ceiling to be perhaps the Villarreal, the Monaco from a few years ago, a uh, team that that gets to the to the semifinals um, in surprising fashion. Some cold water thrown on that theory. Uh, that said, if if I was to bet this match, I would bet um, I would bet Sociedad in some way. Whether it's you want to bet the money line or you want to bet them uh, to advance at a, at a big price, they're plus six fifty right now. PSG is minus twelve hundred. Uh, that said, I, I like I'd rather be spending my time on Tuesday if I had to pick one of these matches betting uh, into Lazio than uh, Sociedad, which is not something I thought I would be saying uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, Sociedad actually took it to PSG in the first leg. First half, like, PSG really struggled playing out their own end. Sociedad's press was working really, really well. And then you just had a moment of magic from Mbappe, and that's just kind of what happens sometimes when you bet PSG. There is this interesting thing going on with PSG right now, and I don't know if it's specific to Ligue 1. I'm sure they'll play him all 90 minutes at Champions League, but they keep subbing Mbappe off at, like, you know, 45, 60 minutes. Because Luis Enrique just keeps saying, like, we need to learn how to play without Mbappe, which is you know, kind of weird, uh, quite frankly. It kind of seems like a, a rash move. Um, but, you know, especially in this match, I mean, I really want to play Sociedad, like, really badly, especially this just being a pick But their form has been so, so bad in Spain. And it's just gotten to a point where they've almost become unbettable, quite frankly. You know, they had great underlying numbers last year. But now, I mean, we're sitting at... You know, we're, we're in the stretch run of the season and they're at just around a plus four and a half expected goal differential. Like that's not even close to the team that we saw last year. And big red flag. They just lost to, to Sevilla. Um, that's a big red flag for me with how bad Sevilla has been. They've gotten beaten by Villarreal 3-1. Like it's just not the Sociedad team that we knew last year. And I get they had a great first, you know, first half of the first leg performance. And I was getting really excited. Like I was like, man, Sociedad plus one's looking great. Like they might actually win this match given the way they're how good they've been out of possession against PSG. But I mean, they outside of beating Mallorca on the island, I mean, they've won, you know, one of their last nine matches. Like 
this is this is getting bad right now. So um, I have to pass. I, I I really do want to bet Sociedad, but the form has been too, so bad that uh, it's gotten to a point where it's just kind of like you know, like you said, I'd rather be watching Lazio and Bayern uh, in the fir- in this uh, first Tuesday. So it's a pass for me. Okay, uh, let's move on to Wednesday. I think uh, the the headliner here would be uh, Real Madrid and uh, RB Leipzig, but the other match is City and Copenhagen. Uh, Madrid will be home with a uh, 1-0 lead after getting uh, getting ahead in Leipzig a couple weeks ago. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti's men are, are minus 182 on the three-way line. Leipzig coming back plus 400, and the draw here would play plus 350. If you're looking for uh, two advanced lines, it would be Real Madrid at minus a thousand and Leipzig at plus 600. I think that if you're going to play Leipzig here, there's probably an an impetus to play a little bit on at least sprinkle the two advance. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, this one, this one is just far from over is basically what I would say. Like this one is far, far from over. And I think that's what you want to bet into here. Exactly. Um, I thought Real Madrid sucked in the first leg, quite frankly, they just took one, moment of magic from Diaz and like that was kind of the difference but what you saw was Leipzig was playing their patented 4-2-2-2 so they were just wanting to play right through the central part of the pitch and they were having a lot of success doing that because as we know from what Real Madrid is they're they're one of the most unique teams in Europe and I say that in a sense like you know obviously they're like probably the biggest club in Europe but they don't they're old school in the fact that they don't really have a tactical plan and that's not really a bad thing you know they kind of just start you know it's out of possession it's like all right let's just play this kind of passive defensive block let's there's no like in tune like pressing structure or anything like that but you know when you have individual quality like they have it they sometimes it doesn't really matter um and that's not a knock on Ancelotti or anybody at Real Madrid like it's just it's just a different way of playing comparatively to a lot of the elite teams around Europe but as it pertains to that first meeting you know expected goals was even 1.4 to 1.4 and that doesn't count the, the set-piece goal that was inexplicably varred off for some reason and five minutes in, I still don't understand why he why you know they called that off. He was definitely onside and they weren't really blocking the goalkeeper, but that's a you know conversation for another day. But you know, Leipzig was really good out of possession. They had a pass per defensive action of nine. Real Madrid only attempted 12 passes in zone 14. Zone 14 is that uh, area where the half circle is right outside the 18-yard box. It's one of the most crucial areas on the pitch. If you get the ball there, you can really break teams down. They cut that eight space off from Real Madrid actually getting in there. Now, with that all being said, Real Madrid's getting healthier. Rudiger and Bellingham will be back for this match. They missed the first leg. So that obviously makes a huge difference in terms of for Real Madrid. But again, they were terrible out of possession. They couldn't deny Leipzig going right through the middle. You know, Sesco is finally starting to come on for, for Leipzig along with Openda. So they have a really good tandem up top in terms of a strike, striking partnership. He missed a huge chance at the end that could have drawn this level uh, going back to Madrid. And I said it in the first leg, and it kind of came true, except it got barred off. But Real Madrid's one of the worst teams in Spain at defending set pieces. Leipzig's already scored 11 goals in the Bundesliga off set pieces. Like, they're a very, very good set piece team. So, um, yeah, like you said, this is far from over. Like, Leipzig kind of took it to him in the Real Madrid in the first leg. And, you know, from a, from a narrative point of view, you know, it doesn't set up great for Leipzig because obviously they have to play aggressively and, you know, Real Madrid can just kind of sit back and, and play on the counter where they're in, in transition where they're, you know, at their best. But 
given the fact that Real Madrid have a one-goal lead and they're laying a goal here, I think that's far, far too much. So uh, I love Leipzig plus one at minus 105. And, and like you said, I will be on Leipzig to advance to, as well at six to one because they they can take it to Real Madrid again here in the second leg. So uh, I'll be all over Leipzig again. Yep, I'll be there with you. Uh, the other game is uh, you're not, not all that compelling from a betting uh, perspective it's it's city and, and copenhagen this one is 3-1 uh in favor of city after the first leg in denmark uh the citizens are minus 700 on the three-way line the draw pace plus 750 and copenhagen would give you a 14 to 1 boost if uh they pull the upset the one thing you can maybe make an argument for here is the man city schedule yep like what does Pep do in this situation with the three-one lead, knowing that he can rotate and um, still likely get away with this without a problem? They just played Manchester United. They had to come back from one nil down. It was a you know hairy one for them. The, then on Sunday they have Liverpool in a huge, huge, huge match match in the title race. Um, then they have the, the then the next week it's the FA Cup uh, quarterfinals. And then they play Arsenal uh, coming out of the, the breaks. I mean, so it's just you look at their March schedule and there's one of these things is not like the other. And it's this match against Copenhagen. Um, so I do think that maybe there's some way you can try to use that to your advantage if you wanted to bet Copenhagen on uh in any way. But it's still pretty tough. I, I If I was to bet anything here, I think think i would bet um almost like a nil nil or something you know i think it's it's either alt overs or it's gonna sound crazy and this is a point we bring up a lot that i would either bet like this game to be you know five two like alt crazy alt overs or just to end as a absolute snoozer pep telling them shut it down nil nil right like I don't, I don't think there's much room in between or, and, and at least you won't find value on betting the in between. So, um, yeah, in a weird way, I might, I might end up trying to just decide whether I want to bet the nil nil at 22 to one or the yeah. you know, over six and a half at a big price. Yeah. Um, it's a pass for me. Uh, I don't know if you're going to see like a full, full squad rotation from Pep. Like, I don't think he's going to like, you know, throw the U 21s out there. I think you'll probably see Holland sit, You'll probably see Rodgers sit. You probably see, you know, you probably see, you know, Matthias Nunes and Kovacic with, um, you know, a couple other back, you know, Oscar Bob, like guys like that, you know, Julian Alvarez. Um, so it's still going to be a pretty decent lineup out there for City. If if you're someone that thinks that City is just going to completely punt this match, I would just bet Copenhagen right now, and then you know, once the lineups come out, I'm sure that the steam will go against City, and everybody will be like, oh my gosh, like. Holland's not playing. De Bruyne's not playing. Rodri's not playing. Like maybe we got to actually bet Copenhagen here. The weird thing that happened with Copenhagen going into that first leg, we mentioned it, is um, the way the the Danish calendar works is they hadn't played a competitive match before the match against City. Like they played against Galatasaray, then they went on break. They played a bunch of friendlies, and then now you know they played City in the first leg. And guess what? They got a goal from outside the box. So you know credit to them. But they're now back in their regular schedule. Um, they just did lose to Michelin, uh over the weekend, which is not ideal. Um, but at least they've actually been playing matches to get up to like this point. So you could see a better performance against them. I mean, 
I mean, listen, they, they held Bayern to under one expected goal in both meetings. Like that's, that's not nothing, you know? So like they definitely could keep them out for a long extended period of time, but you know, I have this projected pretty close to where it's at, even with city having a, a, three, a two goal advantage. So I think you will see some squad, squad rotation from city, but I think the important players uh, still will either be on the bench or honestly be starting in this one. So uh, I think this is the easiest pass on the board. Just, fo- you know, watch Leipzig and and, uh, and Real Madrid because this one has potential to be kind of boring. Yep. Uh, so that's the Champions League uh, until uh, next week. Let's talk a little Europa League. You have a couple of bets you like uh, in uh, the yep. on Thursday. Yeah, so uh, first up, I like Marseille, even money against Villarreal. Uh, I mean, Marseille under uh, Jean-Louis Gasset has um, been revitalized. They're just scoring goals for fun at this point. I mean, they just beat Clermont Foot 5-1 over the weekend. Uh, they actually look... I mean, this is what... This is what happens with Gennaro Gattuso is that just he's such an intense person uh, that he can just wear on you. And that's just kind of what was happening with Marseille, although they were getting good results. And then you kind of just bring in, you know, 70-year-old Gasset is kind of like a substitute teacher. And they're just all, you know, they find their they find their joy again, right? So, I mean, since these came in, I mean, they, uh, they beat Montpellier 4-1. And like I said, Claremont foot 5-1. So now they're taking on Villarreal, who we know is the worst defensive team in Spain. Um, I know they got a five win over Granada, who's the second worst team in Spain uh, over the weekend. But, you know, again, Marseille should have their way here. The number's way too low. I have Marseille at minus 140. And I honestly, Michael, I looked at this. I've been looking at this for a long time, and I don't really know what to do. Because Liverpool has, has opened around minus 150 against Sparta Prague on the road. And I get that they have to play City. I truly get that they have to play City. And they're in an injury crisis. But they're only minus 115 on the road there. And I get they're probably going to play the U21s and they might have to, but this is still the Europa League and this, they are still the favorites to win this competition. I, I'm going to, it's so hard because I'm sitting here saying like, I don't think they're going to rest everybody. They might, but they, you know, they definitely could, but minus 115. I mean, I have, if Liverpool was full strength, I have them at minus 280 and Liverpool was just minus 200 on the road, uh, starting the lineup that they did. That was without Darwin Nunez. That was with, you know, Gakpo up top a very, very barren midfield. And they were still minus 200 at Forest. I'm going to tell you right now, Forest is way better than the Sparta-Prague team. Uh, and I watched Sparta-Prague play both legs over Galatasaray, and they were impressive on the break. But they play chaos ball. And playing chaos ball with Liverpool is exactly what you do not want to do. So I think I'm going to take Liverpool minus 115. And I really, I just keep staring at it because I just don't get it. I Again, I understand they got to play City. I get that. But they have to play somebody in this match. They can't just roll out the U21s and just like pray for, you know, the second leg back at Anfield and say, ah, oh, we'll be fine. Because Sparta Prague was really good against Galatasaray, and they can get a multiple goal advantage here if they decide to play the, the kids. So I don't know. I just keep staring at it, and it's just way too low for me. So I'll be on Liverpool minus 115. It's probably a dumb, it's probably a dumb move, quite frankly. Now I'm like, I'm talking through it. I'm like, this is dumb. Why am I doing this? But man, that number is just way too low. All right, uh, that does it uh, for us uh, for this week. Champions League preview. We'll be back again for uh, recording Wednesday night for Thursday morning to look at the Premier League, then back again for the other uh, batch of round of 16 matches on Sunday night for Monday morning. So until then, uh, for BJ and myself, good luck with all your bets in the Champions League and Europa League this week. We'll see you next time. 
Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.